Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. A lot of people wait for things to happen instead of doing something about it. You need to find work. You need to go where work is. And if you're good at what you do, um, the work also helps other people and businesses. Okay, so this is, the, I believe, one of the final um, points here. And a lot of people wait for things to happen instead of doing something about it. So um, from the time I was 18 years old until I was around 27, um, I was an asphalt contractor during the summer uh, in Detroit. And, um, and when I started doing this, I did what everyone else did. I was in the suburbs of Detroit, not mainly, but I kept all my equipment and lived in Detroit. But anyway, from the time I started doing this, I did what everyone else did. I put ads in the newspaper advertising my service, and then I also dropped off flyers and mailboxes. This is a very difficult way to get work. Um, what you do is you essentially would sit there and you would wait for someone to call you. Then when they would call you, you'd go out and you'd give an estimate and you'd hope your estimate was good enough uh, and that someone would call you back. And most of the time it didn't work. It was a horrible way, uh, but, which is by the way, how every asphalt company in um, was operating. They're all still most of them operating. Um, and um, I thought this was really dumb. I wanted to work and I became sick of this. So pretty soon, um, I just what I did is I just purchased a bunch of materials and I would go door to door with my materials and be like, hey, I'm here. Uh, I do not want to spend time giving you an estimate. If you hire me and do the work right now, I'll do it at a lower price than you would get if you did an estimate. And um, this is the story. And uh, guess what? Everyone said yes. Uh, almost everyone, because the price was right. The driveway obviously needed work. And this is what I did. And no one had ever seen anything like that before. It worked. Now, I started realizing that it would be better if I dressed up, and I did, and put on a nice shirt and uh, uh, like a long sleeve shirt and, uh, you know, really nice pants and did this in person and said I was going to be there the next day. I figured out that that would make it better. But by the time I was like 19 years old, um, I was making thousands of dollars a day. I wouldn't leave my house. This is, uh, again... This is a long time ago, so I wouldn't leave my house unless I was going to make $5,000 each day. So again, I'm a kid, okay, but I'm just telling you, uh, this is the way thinking about finding work and going after work works. So someone not leaving their house, uh, that would be like not leaving your house if you're going to make $10,000 a day today. I was doing very well. Now, am I bragging, saying I'm special? No, I was doing blue-collar really work in an industrial breast belt dying city. And I was able to find work. Uh, I had so much work that one time when I was clerking for my federal judge, I went out one weekend and I made, uh, I don't know what it was, like $25,000 or something, which more than I would make in an entire year working for the judge. So I'm just telling you, there's whatever it was, it was the payments I don't know, but it does. It wasn't quite more, but I think my payment was, you know, was close to what I was making. It was a little more than that, but it was a lot. And this is in a two-day weekend. I came a Saturday and a Sunday. So the point is, is that I wanted to work, and I was that was doing a different type of work. It was like parking lot hot tar or something. But um, I wanted to work, and I wasn't willing to wait for work to come to me. I went out and sold door to door. Uh, and did the best I could to find work and make it come to be. Again, every other asphalt contractor in Michigan and was doing the exact opposite. Go out and give an estimate and hope that things come to you. Now, I want you to really listen to this message, okay? Look at what that did for my life and career. It took, things took off. I moved to LA, bought a house. Like, I mean, it's just all this stuff happened 
uh, because of that. And, uh, and, and it changed my life. And it's just about the ability to find work. Think about that. How important is finding work? It's easy. Like if I could do that and make the equivalent of $10,000 a day uh, when I was young, uh, just by finding work in an industrial dying Rust Belt City, what can you do with your career in a law degree? Come on. When I started practicing law, um, I would see the same thing. I would see young attorneys um, sitting on their behinds waiting for work. And they would do the same thing. They just sit around in their office. I would even see partners doing this, playing uh, solitaire, like on their computer, because there's no work. Instead of calling around looking for work, instead of writing articles that would help you know, drive traffic to the law firm website, or instead of becoming an expert, instead of giving going out there and meeting people, partners sitting there playing solitaire. I was on a floor of um, th- this law firm I was at, Dewey Ballantyne, had absorbed all these, hired all these kind of partners from, you know, because they wanted to open office in LA. So they'd hired all these partners from all these firms that were kind of disaffected. And then they realized that these none of these people had any work. So when I was there, I couldn't believe it. I was on a an entire, they were on three or four floors of a skyscraper. I started there and then, you know, within, uh, you know, six months, like half my floor had been fired, like all these partners. I'm like, this is freaking horrifying. Like, I, you know, you're young, you don't know what's going on. Well, they were hiring, they were letting them go because these are people that were hired from other firms who were unhappy. They didn't have work. They tried to make it look like they had work and didn't know how to get work. These people would literally sit around playing solitaire, gossiping. These are partners. Some 20 years ago, when I was clerking for a federal judge in Detroit, I watched several of my co-clerks working, clerks meaning there were my co-clerk, but clerks in different departments and different judges and stuff, um, and, uh, and looking to str- struggling to find work. And a lot of people uh, struggle to find work. You know, but anyway, so the, the point is, uh, you know, I'm from Detroit. I thought uh, working in Detroit would be great. I love Detroit. Uh, a lot of people don't. I loved it back then, and uh, where I was burned out and it was just kind of a fun area to work in and live in. And um, and I wanted to work where I was from. I had connections there and relationships and I was familiar with the area, but it was very depressing. Um, you know, after uh, spending some time clerking for the judge, I couldn't believe that so many t- people were having such a hard time finding jobs. Um, one guy I knew uh, that was clerking in, a, uh, in another courthouse, but uh, he went to the University of Michigan for law school you know, was a good student and, uh, you know, and um, and he couldn't find a job. So he went to work as a clerk in a social security office after a clerkship. And again, this, if you're a clerk right now, this is the stuff that some clerks do. And I knew a girl that got, uh, it took her four or five months uh, to get a job after a clerkship. Um, a couple never got jobs with law firms at all. They got jobs with companies and doing things, but never with law firms. Um, and one of the reasons was it wasn't because there was anything wrong with any of these people. Uh, they were good students, and um, but they wanted to work in the largest law firms in Detroit, of which there's very few. There's At the time, there were only like five that paid kind of market rates, like the high market rates. And the firms um, didn't have any work, so they couldn't hire them. And think about Detroit. I mean, you've got University of Michigan, you've got University of Chicago, you've got Northwestern, you've got all these great law schools around it. Uh, plus great law schools in Detroit, which are like University of Detroit and Wayne State, and they always take people from there because they're local schools. So the point is, is that I wasn't going to sit around and become a victim of this nonsense. As much as I would have liked to work there, this is freaking a nightmare. Like, like no one's able to get jobs. And I was like, I got to get the heck out of here. I was looking for work. This is what you should be doing as well. You need to find work. This is incredibly important. And you don't sit around becoming a lemming and letting your career 
uh, fail if you see the signs around you. So I sent my firm, I sent my resume to every law firm I could find in Los Angeles and New York. And uh, I remember uh, people in my uh, office where I was working, um, and, and I'm not going to name names, it wasn't like, but making fun of me saying, what are you doing? Like, why would you, you know, say, and anyway, but the point is that I, I sent my resume to everyone I could possibly find and um, uh, that I thought I would work at. And this is what I recommend everyone do that's looking for a job because it worked. And this is what I did. I got lots of jobs within a few weeks. Now I had a firm that I worked for as a summer associate, uh, could have gone back there, but I was wanted to make sure I gave myself options. And I'd never even been to California. So the first time I got into California, I thought I was like traveling to Europe. Like I didn't even know I, I went, you know, I made sure I had extra batteries for my Walkman and, uh, or my CD player. And I, you know, I was like, I was very excited about this, frankly, international trip, which is a young person thinks he has never been there. Anyway, so I landed in Los Angeles. I got two offers within 24 hours of landing. I felt like a rock star. I couldn't believe it. I've never, I'd never even knew this was possible. I walked into some of these firms and uh, just very nice. They're taking you out to lunch and stuff, which I guess they'd done with me before. I had so many interviews. I wasn't even going back in callbacks. Now, I want to be clear. This wasn't because there was something special on my resume. The market was actually doing very well in California, Los Angeles at the time. And there was a shortage of litigators. So I just picked the right area. Uh, if I'd done the same thing in Detroit, it would have been a freaking nightmare. I would have had to send my resume, wait a couple of weeks and hope I got a call, follow up. All this stuff, by the way, when you're having to do that, like that's just a sign you're not applying to a lot enough places or you're not applying to the right market. If you're trying to work in big firms in New York City and you don't have the background or you're trying to work in big firms in San Francisco, this is what you're going to get, crickets. But in, in my case, I applied to a market that had a lot of openings and needed people. And there was a lot of litigation going on then. Um, and I literally had to um, not go on callbacks because I was getting interview, getting offers and first interviews. I couldn't believe it. I went into some firms and they were like, yeah, here's an offer. And not only that, we're going to give you uh, this stipend when you study and take the bar. And not only that, uh, we're going to give you a, a clerkship bonus. And not only that, I mean, it's just we're going to pay for your moving. And not only that, I mean, it's just I, I couldn't believe it. And so, um, you know, all this stuff, uh, you know, I, I got more than, you know, one firm. I mean, I got multiple offers. It was very easy. And, you know, literally in interviews and, you know, more than 50 percent. And had I stayed in Detroit, uh, which is a very depressed market, um, the market would have been much less welcoming. Like this is what you need to do. You need to find work. You need to go where work is. If you're in a market and there's no work, it's not your fault. It's just the market. L.A. had the work. So that's great. You need to go where there's work. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. Again, I wasn't willing to stick around in a slow market and where nothing was going around. Again, I'm keeping in mind, I'm clerking for a federal judge in Michigan. At the time, there were maybe uh, 12 federal judges or something. Maybe it's 15. I don't know, but not a lot. Very prestigious job. Not all those people want to work in um, Detroit or Michigan. 
Uh, but still, bad market. And I was un- proactive and unwilling to wait. If you want to work, you can't sit around and wait for stuff to happen to you. You need to be proactive. You need to look at every single location possible. And you need to do whatever it takes uh, to get and stay employed. This is the name of the game. You need to do whatever it takes to stay employed. You need to have access to work. If you're not getting a job in your market, it's not your fault. You're in the wrong market or you're applying to the wrong firms. It's all there is to it. Uh, it, It's what it's all about. I find it shocking, personally, that people with skills and motivation to get a job at a major firm and spend years years there just blow their careers up when the the work dries up. Uh, You need to be able to get out there and do everything to get work, wherever it might take you. And if you want to be an attorney, you just need access to work. It's the, what the game's about. A couple more things here. Um, you know, the more work you get, the better is another one. That's good. Uh, it's not a right. Um, it's a privilege. And uh, and so again, you you know, you just because you're willing to work doesn't mean that you need to you know that that work should come to you. Uh, you know, after World War II, uh, for several decades, the American economy was expanding. There was uh, far more jobs than there were workers. I mean, it's just the U.S. was isolated, and I'm sorry to give you a history lesson, but it's, it's, it is relevant to your situation. All the other countries in Europe and everything were rebuilding. Everyone suddenly came back to the U.S., uh, soldiers and everything, and there were m- many more jobs and there were workers. The U.S. was, was exporting all the stuff it was manufacturing all over the world because uh, the other companies, whether it was Japan or Europe, were all rebuilding. Uh, so there was just a lot of work. And and at that point in time, uh, at that type of time, and for for decades, including you know, uh, really for you know a long time until Japan and Europe and other places are rebuilding. I mean, attorneys were kind of at the point where they had the upper hand. You could demand better pay, working conditions, and expect your jobs to always be there. Uh, but honestly, uh, this is not the case anymore. It is the case during economic booms and things like we had you know, with the after COVID and money pouring into firms and uh, things, but no, it's not there anymore. And, um, and again, law school and your professors may have grown up with these sorts of beliefs that you could do this and, uh, you know, that they haven't worked in law firms. Your parents may have that about access, um, but that's just no longer the way things are. And work is very good. It's what supports you. It's what keeps your career going, uh, provides you with a professional identity. It supports your family. And if you're good at what you do, uh, the work also helps other people and businesses, meaning uh, you can actually, uh, you know, help people uh, having access to work. I'm making this today. This is creating work. I no one told me to create a webinar or about creating act about work, but this is an example of talking about this topic, and this is helping people. So um, again. I'm helping other people. I'm helping businesses get better employees and law firms get better employees. I'm helping you hopefully be a better employee and, and take control of your career and get business and help businesses. So if you're good at what you do, uh, the work will also help other people and other businesses. The other thing is um, a lot of people, and this is uh, the final point, uh, but I believe um, also probably the most important one you can hear is a lot of people don't know what to do to keep access to work. And there's a lot of ways uh, to keep access to work. Um, you know, wherever you're working, um, you need to keep the gravy train rolling. You need to make sure that you get as much work as you possibly can and that the work does not dry up. This is hugely important. You should be networking with partners, people outside your firm, and creating work and getting all the business you possibly can. Incredibly important. You need to be able to do this. Um, you need to be able to generate work 
and create work. And if there's not work at your current firm for an extended period of time, and you don't have the ability to bring in work, you need to move. There's no question about it. I do not run these webinars to tell people to look for jobs because if anything, I tell you the exact opposite. But if your firm is not having any work for an extended period of time, there's something wrong there. That means their billing rates are too high. They've got the wrong partners. They've hired laterally to the wrong people. I don't know, but uh, they're in the wrong business. Uh, uh, maybe you're in the wrong market, but you need to do something about it. You need to you need to move and you need to move either to a different firm in your city that has the work or you need to pick up and move geographically and move to a smaller firm wherever there is work. You know, there's there's this kind of cycle of creative destruction and and things that happen. And, and what tends to happen is you have uh, brand new firms are started by people that are kind of entrepreneurial and they do things a different way. And that um, and that attracts work. Clients like it. Maybe they bill in different ways or they take a percentage of the case or who knows. But there's certain way people that are able to bring in and get a lot of work. And other people are not able to bring in and get a lot of work. If they can't get a lot of work, um, then maybe the firm is too bureaucratic and has a bunch of people sitting around talking about their degrees. Uh, who knows? Uh, and not bringing in work. But if your firm is not bringing in work, that's a huge problem. And you need to do whatever you can to move where there is work. Uh, I got out of Detroit. That's what I did. That was my solution. And it was a good decision because there was no work where I was at. Um, you may need to get out of Wisconsin. You may need to get, I don't think getting out of New York is probably the solution, but because uh, there's always work there. But I mean, whatever type of work you're doing, you may find another place that has it. Some people move overseas. Uh, I've placed people in practice areas where there was no work in the United States, some international arbitration or uh, different things where there's no work in, in the U.S. So you can move overseas, uh, bankruptcy, other, whatever situation you need to move and get access to work. And don't underestimate the, the seriousness of having a lack of work at your current firm, because there can certainly be fluctuations in workloads. And uh, these are all perfectly normal. But a long term drought can be a disaster and it can take it can claim your job. It can make you look, as I talked about in the beginning, like someone um, that doesn't know how uh, to get work and uh, and that loses their job and has a hard time uh, getting employed. And then the third thing, uh, and I believe uh, this is very important, I should have put it in the chat uh, because uh, I, I did uh, run a webinar about how to find a job because uh, you don't need me to find a job. I mean, I can do it for you, but you should know how to find a job on your own. And again, I'm not here to sell you on BCG or anything, but you need to know how to find a job. And the webinar I ran about finding a job is one of these kind of longish webinars that it, it's it's in the, um, if you look on the BCG site, uh, but it talks about all these different things you can do. You can, you should be researching firms and applying to different places and lists and rankings. And, you know, there's so much you can do, but a lot of people have a hard time uh, finding a job. So when it comes to representing other people, they can talk about the law all day and other things. But when it comes to representing themselves, they just fall on their their, their rears. And um, and again, having an advocate on your behalf, like a recruiter, of course, is very helpful because they know how to find you a job. But if you don't use a recruiter and you want to do it yourself, you can do it. But it means contacting every single employer you could possibly get a position with. That's it. And contacting them and seeing if they have a need, contacting the right people, uh, putting together uh, persuasive application materials that have your uh, that are focused on that employer. And it doesn't mean, uh, you know, just contacting uh, the four or five people that the legal recruiter gives you or going to a public job site. It means contacting or just contacting the major employers in a given city. So I want to just tell you, uh, make sure I if you are smart enough 
to be paying attention right now, which if you're on this uh, webinar, you are. Uh, but I'm going to give you some very um, extremely important advice right now. If you use a legal recruiter to find a job, now BCG, by the way, is not a legal recruiting firm. We're like a 200-person technology firm that um, does nothing but look for jobs and, and matches people using machine learning, AI. I mean, there's so much going on. But a, a legal recruiter is something that I have a lot of experience doing. So obviously, I am a legal recruiter, so I can give you advice. But the average legal recruiter is not is only going to tell you about jobs. They're only going to tell you about the jobs that firms that they have relationships with. And not only that, but they'll probably ghost you if the market's not good, or they'll um, they'll ghost you if um, they can't get you a job if they submitted you a few places and nothing's happened. And because it's a lot of work, and they'll take their attention and put it on the highest value candidates that they think the market's good for. And uh, and if you're not getting any traction, they may drop you. I mean, this is just it's nothing wrong with this. It's a sales business. It's not, um, and I'm not being critical of legal recruiters, but um, this is what they do. Um, and this is what they have to do to survive. So don't blame them for that. There's, again, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not necessarily the most effective way for you to get a job. Uh, our company, for example, has 25 years of data. We've invested, um, I was doing the calculation the other day, I would, it's over a hundred million, but it might even be 200, I mean, of um, investment in our database and information, and then how we manipulate and match that information. Um, so we're not a recruiting firm, we're just something completely different, but a recruiter doesn't have those tools. And so because, um, and, and most people don't, and I don't, and it's not a criticism of recruiters, um, because they do serve a very valuable purpose, but you can't trust your career to one recruiter or even two uh, you have to uh, take action if you're looking for a job. So a lot of people um, will uh, go and say, you know, you say, oh, I talked to a recruiter, so they're looking for me. No, that recruiter is looking for you to the extent that they think you're a good candidate and they can place you easily and they will turn their attention to you uh, according to their desire and effort. Um, a lot of times recruiters are attorneys that uh, didn't like the workload of law firms or whatever and uh, I wanted an easier career that they can do part-time. I mean, you have to understand that your career is not something to mess around with. And again, I'm not being critical of recruiters, uh, but this is just how it works. Uh, job sites are another problem. Uh, job sites, again, I run job sites. So I'm not, uh, I have recruiters working for me. So I'm being critical of what a recruiting firm is, but I'm just trying to be honest with you. I'm trying to, I have no agenda here. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. Okay, I run job sites. I run Law Crossing, which is the, in terms of at least the last I checked, the, you know, more traffic than any other legal legal jobs. It's certainly have more traffic than Indeed. I mean, are you kidding? A bit, but it's got a lot of traffic for a job site. Job sites. So job sites, now Law Crossing is actually a different kind of job site, but it, it's a consolidator. So it does have every legal job we can find. But the point is that job sites are, jobs that employers are paying to advertise. Not Law Crossing isn't, it's a consolidator, it's different, but it has every job that, that we can find regardless of what the employer's paying. But the point is that job sites are, uh, all they're doing 
is jobs that employers are paying to post. So when they get them, they blast the job out to every single zip recruiter. Indeed, they blast the job out to every single person they can freaking find that's signed up to their site and to drive as many applications to the job as they can. That's how they get paid. So unless you're the best applicant or generally the first applicant in a public job site, uh, you're going to have a very hard time getting a job. I post jobs in public job sites all the time. I posted one for a COO uh, the other uh, recently and I got, I don't know, five or 600 applicants. I was like, shoo, I, I'm not even going to look at them. Like, I, I don't have the time. You know, I might have tried. It's like if there were three or four, I might have. But I was like, well, this is going to take freaking two days. Like, I, I'm not going to click five or 600 resumes. I mean, and this is what happens. So this is what employers see when you apply, when you apply in public job sites and, or other people. The, this is the classic. They'll, they'll decide that um, because they're at a big prestigious firm, they're going to look for a job and they're not going to use a recruiter or uh, they're going to just do all this on their own. So they decide to contact all the major employers in a city uh, on their own. Well, that's pretty dumb, too, because if you're a corporate attorney and corporate slow and you're just contacting the major employers in a given city, that's a problem. And by the way, this is just a kind of an aside. Most big law firms um, expect you to uh, not use a recruiter. I mean, most people that they hire do come through them because they assume that the recruiters that you're anyway, but you, you can certainly apply to them on your own. I don't care. There's no skin in the game. Really, you don't. Um, but the point is that um, if you're applying to only major law firms, you're definitely selling yourself short. And what you really need to do is you need to contact everyone you possibly could. If you were to investigate a market, like say you're a litigator or a corporate attorney, and you think that there's only uh, 20 firms in Minneapolis that are worth applying, if you really dig beneath the surface and you start looking for really good boutiques and firms that other people aren't paying attention to and you see who their clients are and stuff, that number 20 probably turns into 50. Uh, I'm just saying then smaller firms that have big clients. I mean, people don't look beneath the surface. They only look at what's in front of them. You apply to jobs and public job sites, you're going to put your stuff in there with hundreds of other people. If you apply through a recruiter, you're going to limit the number of applications. Now, BCG is different. We don't Again, I'm not promoting BCG, but if you work with BCG, I will send you literally hundreds of opportunities and continue to do that because, because that's what it takes. And I know what it takes because, again, I've been doing this my entire career and I actually care about what I'm doing. This is not a hobby or something I'm doing because uh, oh, it's stressful or um, this, is, this is what happens when you invest hundreds of millions of dollars in a database and stuff. We do it differently. But um, you need to contact everyone. And, and again, I'm telling you how to do it yourself. You don't have to use me. I'm just telling you how to do it yourself. When I contacted firms in Los Angeles and New York, when I was clerking, I sent a law firm to every law firm I could find that I thought I would work at. Uh, I didn't say, oh, my goodness, uh, I see that not all these attorneys went to top 10 law schools. I'm not going to apply there. Or, oh, boy, like, I would never work at this firm. Look, it says they do this. I applied to firms any place that I thought I could possibly work at, I applied. And this is what it takes. No one's above this. Um, just because I was working for a federal judge and gone to a law, good law firm and was a you know law review and all these honors and went to a great college and did well. I mean, it doesn't mean I didn't have to market myself. Who cares? If anything, that was holding me back because it made me think I was like entitled to something. So you don't like just because you have good qualifications doesn't mean that the world owes you something. Like, no, the world doesn't owe you anything. Like you have to go out there and, and chase what you want. 
So years ago, I started a site called Law Crossing, which researches every job out there. This is one way to find a job. It just checks every law firm website and company is looking for legal jobs. It's uh, post jobs that aren't advertised. Uh, so the jobs on there we find are from law firm websites or uh, from government and public interest. That's one way to find a job. You know, and a lot of people say this is a classic thing. I would never pay to look for a job. I think it costs to sign up on Law Crossing a dollar twenty-five a week or something. And uh, I don't know what it is, uh, but people are afraid of that. And uh, I mean, I think after a month or two, it's maybe 25 or something. But again, if you're unemployed, you need to look for jobs in every way possible. You don't have to use my company. You don't have to use any of my companies, but you need to figure out a way to find jobs. That means you need to go research all law firm websites and you need to look you need to look at other places. You need to apply to firms, even if they don't have openings. Uh, law crossing also is another cool feature, which I'll tell you about, which I, again, I'm so busy. I haven't had the time to really integrate it properly in the site, but there's archive jobs. What archive jobs are, you can look up jobs in your practice area. Like say you're an ERISA attorney in Boston and you go on Law Crossing or you go talk to a recruiter and there's only three openings for ERISA attorneys in Boston. Well, you can go and look at all the firms that have ever had ERISA openings in Boston and apply to those. And that might be 60 firms. This is the kind of stuff we do at BCG for our candidates because just because someone doesn't have an opening now, doesn't mean they're not going to look at someone that's had, if they've had openings in the past, because that shows you that there's enough activity out there that they've gone to the market and tried to find people. So these are ideas I'm giving you that just tell you how to do that. Sign up for Law Crossing for a dollar, whatever the hell it is, and try that. I mean, there's all sorts of ways you can do, things you can do. And and again, recruiters are helpful. There are some very, very good recruiters, but again, they're selling, they're salespeople, they're selling their time. They do have very good uh, contacts, a lot of them. Uh, so again, I'm not saying you have to use BCG. I, I, we have a lot of very good recruiters that have worked on our firm before and, uh, and are no longer with us. You can probably find them by searching. Um, they're trained in a lot of the things that I say. I would recommend almost every one of them. Uh, they're not, you know, because our company is so technologically advanced, they don't always, it takes, would, I mean, this, it's impossible for uh, most people to understand even what we do anymore because it's, there's so much technology behind the scenes. So recruiters uh, are more relationship-based than technology-based. We're technologists now and not necessarily recruiters. But um, but a recruiter, could, recruiter can transform your career. Our recruiters do that all the time and have done that. And ones that aren't here anymore have done it. And uh, a well-respected recruiter gets a law firm's attention. And, um, and the law firm, the recruiter knows how to bring out your strengths and weaknesses and desire to work. And there's certain things that you need to say in interviews and not say and ways to position your resume. One thing I tell all my candidates, I'm going to tell you right now, law firms hire specialists. So you need to remove your resume needs to look like you do one thing and concentrate on that. That's something that good recruiters will help you do. Other things that good recruiters will help you do is, uh, you know, they, they write cover letters and talk about your experience They make it look like you're stable. They explain the reasons for your moves and make them look like they're intelligent, like they're well thought out. They explain, they make you look like you're improving and moving up in your career. And so recruiters can make an, a tremendous difference if they know what they're doing. Unfortunately, uh, most of them don't do that. They they send an email with your resume or, or don't write a letter. They don't ask you questions. If you go to BCG, you'll see we ask you a lot of questions and try to draw that information so you can make a personal connection with a firm. But good recruiters do have personal connections. They have personal connections with people inside the firms. They can humanize you and they're friends with people inside the firms or professionally, um, and they will help them. And that's nice. So 
A good recruiter can also coach you through the interview process and tell you what you need to do. I wish I could coach every candidate that we have, but we have a lot of videos um, about interviewing on BCG that you should watch, and those are very important. Um, I've had more candidates than I can count get interviews um, with, with me that had no um, success on their own, but I submitted them to the same firms that I applied to and got rejected um, and got in positions um, after I coached them and so forth. So this has been a long webinar, uh, but it was important. I hope you uh, got a lot out of it. You know, the, the most important thing, though, is that once you start practicing law, the worst thing you can do is um, stop practicing law for any extended period. It could mean the game is over and the game uh, really uh, doesn't end. You know, never uh, law firms do not like uh, hiring people that are unemployed. It's just how it is. Uh, again, I don't like it any more than you do. Uh, I'm tell I told you the reasons that they don't like that. And I also told you that you need to have access to work constantly to survive in the legal profession. And regardless of what it takes, uh, you need to have access to work. Uh, it's really the most important thing. You need to find work, uh, whatever it takes. So that is uh, the webinar. Uh, I'm gonna take a quick break just for like a minute or two. And then when I come back, uh, I will answer questions uh, as long as you have questions, uh, because I wanna help you uh, with any questions that you have. Uh, but I'll answer any questions that people have asked uh, during this uh, webinar. Um, just a couple pointers about questions. All questions are uh, confidential. So uh, if your name is displayed in the Zoom, I won't show your name. And you can ask questions about anything. It doesn't have to be about this webinar. I certainly appreciate um, uh, the time it's taken everyone to listen to this. I, I hope it's helped you. Um, there'll also be a replay of this webinar posted uh, within the next week or so, uh, or hopefully by Monday uh, on the BCG site. And then also last week's webinar, which I think was about uh, what happens if you're laid off or what was it? Or I don't know, it was some, something about that. That's also been posted as well. So I will be back in one second and um, I appreciate everyone being on the webinar today and uh, so far. And I'm excited to hear your questions. And again, answer any questions that you have that I can help you. Any question, even if you're nervous to ask it, uh, it, it could literally, um, if it's something I have experience with and I've seen can change, really help you uh, on your journey. So thanks. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.